Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 All right, here we go. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast begins right now on hundreds and hundreds of radio stations around the nation. Great to be with you today. I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. I've lost count 600-plus Sundays without missing a beat. Remarkable record. Very proud of it. Car Firearms Group Studios are lit up for you today. The Sig Sauer mic right here is platinum and on fire. And all of it is brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Greg, before I go to Mr. Gottlieb, would you very quickly tell people where they can watch this program on their television sets, etc., because we are broadcasting in high-definition video for everybody. Absolutely. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. Top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just give those a click, and when that window pops open, select that Watch Live option. Uh, if you're doing something important like drive-in, well, don't watch and drive. Click that Listen Live link right above there. And when that window opens up, you'll see two subsequent links. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday Daily Defense Program, and the other is for this broadcast right here, the Sunday Monster Cast. If you've missed any episode of either of these broadcasts, we'll head on over to that podcast link right above Listen Live and get caught up anywhere you may have missed. And if you're a fan of the show and you want to support us while you're out and about, we'll head on down to the shop link at the bottom of all of these links and pick you something nice up over there. And lastly, if you want to join our live chat, head over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. And that is how it's done. As I take, uh, just took a sip of my Defender coffee, hot coffee today, because I got up this morning, it was 29 degrees, and I actually slipped on ice when I was washing the car today. I didn't fall, but there was ice under my foot. Couldn't believe it. So I am wearing some my pillow slippers. We'll talk more about that later in the middle of March. Unbelievable. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. My friend, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, Mark. Thank you very, very much. Let's start off with a brief in a challenge of the handgun sales ban to young adults. Press release came out on March 14th, just five days ago. The Second Amendment Foundation and its partners in a federal lawsuit challenging the prohibition of handgun sales. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pay careful attention to this. This is an interesting case. The uh, case is known as Reese versus ATF, and it is the challenging the prohibition of handgun sales to young adults. Joining the Second Amendment Foundation, Louisiana Shooting Association, FPC, and two private citizens, Emily Naquin and Caleb Reese, for whom the case is known. 
Defendants are the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. It's Director Stephen Dettelbach and U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. At issue is the ban on licensed handgun sales to law-abiding 18- to 20-year-old adults because this prohibition is at odds with the Second Amendment, SAF, and its partners contend. And, Alan, I'll hold off on the quote from you because we have you here. Tell us what's going on here, how this originated, and where we are today, sir. Well, this originated, uh, I think, a little over a year ago, and uh, we're obviously filed in, you know, in the Fifth Circuit in Louisiana, uh, and now we're moving it up the the chain, so to speak, uh, and, and responding to the government's, you know, motions to try and dismiss the case. Uh, I believe this this case is one of many that we have similar to this. I know we have a similar one in West Virginia, right. uh, Illinois, and a few other places. We're trying to get them into various circuits uh, because we assume that probably some judge is going to you know rule against us. We'll get a circuit split, which will force the Supreme Court to, to hear this case. And of course, as you were aware, Mark, and as we argued in the case, nowhere at the founding of our republic, you know, with the text, history, and tradition of the Second Amendment, is there really a ban on young adults from being able to purchase firearms? Uh, and as a result, we're challenging this because we don't believe it's constitutional, uh, and it'll help extend and expand our Second Amendment rights and help cement them in for future cases as well. Alan, how would we have felt about moving this case forward without a brewing decision? Uh, well, we filed some of these cases prior to the Bruin decision, so we were sure we were going to win, and the Bruin decision to the U.S. Supreme Court was, in fact, going to be what it was. Okay. Uh, and so we, we, we ceded this because we didn't want to wait years and years and years. Uh, and again, we're, we're still not even coming up yet on the first full year of the Bruin uh, decision and the impact of the Supreme Court decision. So uh, this, is all, this is all part of that plan. All right. Alan said this in the press release, ladies and gentlemen, very important stuff. Young adults over age 18 can exercise other constitutional rights. They can vote, get married, enter into contracts, start businesses, run for office, join the military where they may fight and die for their country, but they can't legally buy a handgun because of existing laws. Adam Kraut followed your quote with this. There is no historical regulation from any relevant time period that supports this handgun ban for young adults. Under last year's Bruin ruling, the appeals court must review this case by determining whether the plain text of the Second Amendment covers the conduct prohibited by the handgun ban. We think the lower court erred in its initial ruling because there is no historical evidence of any such ban for people in the 18 to 20 year age group. Alan, I have to ask what might be a naive question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I know a lot of people are thinking this. Where did this even come from? Why is it that 18-year-olds, why are they being attacked? Why are their constitutional Second Amendment rights being attacked at 18 when the Democrats are trying to get 16-year-olds to be able to vote? Why the bias? Why the discrimination? Well, this has been around a long time now. It, 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 it didn't just happen. This goes back to the 1968 Gun Control Act. Uh, and so it's not new discrimination, but it's been there for a while. Uh, and it, it's like, you know, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. What you're saying, Mark, you know, while it, is, it flies in the face of constitutional rights, you know, uh, the government can regulate certain things by certain ages, but an, an enumerated right in the Bill of Rights is a whole other story. And uh, 
based on the you know previous Supreme Court decisions and so-called balancing interest tests the courts have sort of applied, uh, this was a tough case to win, uh, you know, in, in the past. Now it should be a no-brainer, and I think, you know, on appeal, we will definitely win it. So is this something that you think may go to the Supreme Court? I ask this about every one of these cases. And post-Bruin, there's just been a, a litany of, of cases moving that the Second Amendment Foundation is involved, involved in. I think we're shy of just, just shy of 50 cases right now across the country. And a large majority of these we know have the ability or should, in my book, I mean, it'd be nice if they could get them all, assault weapons, ban cases, et cetera. And I know what the legal strategy here is. But is this something that you think might make it all the way as well? It might. There's a number of categories of challenges that we have that anyone uh, or all could get to the Supreme Court, or the court could just take one and then their ruling basically, um, you know, give us more protection and the other ones and not hear to meet mm-hmm. hear the other other ones immediately but, but but you know give us wording that helps us out so we're looking at the 18 to 20 year old category young adults be able to purchase handguns we're looking at cases like again uh, new ones like so-called sensitive places in new york new jersey and places where they do now they're now forced to give you a permit to carry it they just won't let you carry it anywhere uh we're looking at you know magazine bans we're looking at so-called so-called bans of semi-automatic firearms the other side like to call it assault weapons uh, we're looking at handgun you know, roster situations where states aren't allowing certain guns to be sold for no particular reason because uh, they just want to limit the number of guns that you, you have a choice to be able to buy. They never get away with that with saying you can only have certain books in the library or you can only have uh, certain books in the bookstore that you're able to purchase. Uh, so there's various categories we're looking at, and, and you know, and we don't know which one the court might want to go to first. Uh, uh, but no matter what they go to any of these cases, they're going to help aid and abet the cases in, in the other categories. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I, I know you pay attention to Alan every week, and I see a lot of email from you. Alan, I keep getting that same question. Wouldn't it be great if the court would just take one case and roll everything up? You and I touched on that a couple of weeks back. We know that's not going to happen. Yes, in a perfect world, it certainly would be nice if they would say, just roll all these up and let's get this over with and put it put it to bed. But in the real world, it doesn't work that way. Alan, I know I'm going to hear uh, that we're taking a break in a second. What I want to do when we come back from the break coming up, and I've got just a few seconds to set this up is I want to cover the quote unquote fact sheet. President Biden announcing new actions to reduce gun violence and make our community safer in the form of more in additional executive orders that came out since we actually spoke last week. But you put out a press release over at CCRKBA that I read on The Daily Show that I think, sir, is one of the best and strongest I've ever heard come from the committee itself. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from the break, I'm going to take Mr. Gottlieb over to the executive order, and then I want to take him over to Lindsey Graham, believe believe it or not, leading a Senate fiduciary committee uh, of Republicans on introducing a bill to codify Second Amendment rights for law-abiding citizens. And we'll kind of tie all this together and get Mr. Gottlieb's thoughts on how this looks going forward, what it is Biden is trying to get after here from the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, and what anything coming from the Senate committee and the Republicans might do to help stymie that. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues with Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, right after these messages.
Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus one rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by Patriots for Patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. 
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Freedom, passion, and precision. If you are watching the broadcast in high definition, you can thank Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers for that. Make sure to visit DanielDefense.com. You're in the Car Firearms Group studios with me. Mark Walters on the Sig Sauer Mike, all presented by X Insurance. We're going to move quickly with Mr. Gottlieb. We have three topics to cover with him, and we're going to get them all in today. Alan, the strongest worded press release I think I've ever seen from the CCRKBA hit on Wednesday. I did cover it on the Daily Show. Popped out on the 15th. CCRKBA ABA condemns Democrats' war on freedom. It writes under attack. We are witnessing a full frontal assault on Second Amendment rights, not only in Washington, D.C., with Joe Biden leading the charge, but in state legislators, legislatures in California, Connecticut, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Washington, and elsewhere. Democrat majorities have gained control. Equally alarming is the support their extremist gun control agenda is getting from a small but vocal minority of gun prohibitionists who are determined to destroy the Second Amendment. These anti-gun zealots have forgotten that you can't give away your neighbor's freedom and expect to keep your own. And you went on to talk about the holier-than-thou arrogance of Democrat politicians who think penalizing me and law-abiding citizens, all of us, by restricting our rights is somehow going to prevent violent criminals or crazy people from committing mayhem, you said. And you finished with this isn't about preventing crime or improving public safety. It's about control. It's not about guns, but about rights, not just the right to keep and bear arms, but the right to privacy and redress of, gr- of grievances, because you also went after their attacks on the First and Second Amendment. Alan, take it away. Beautifully written. Well done, sir. Well, you put great words in my mouth there, Mark. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I, we, wrote, we wrote that with a lot of passion because we're getting a little upset with some of the stuff that's going on. And I'm sure most of your listeners are, too. And your listeners would truly agree with every word that I said there. And a lot of us are having enough of it, and, and we're pushing back as hard as we can because, quite frankly, we're, there's a war on gun owners and gun owner rights right now at a level we've never seen before. And our, our opponents... Uh, they will pull out all the stops. They'll do anything they can. Constitution be damned. Court court cases be damned. Supreme Court rulings don't count. Uh, they don't really care. There's no rule by law when it comes to them. And I can be referenced. It's in fact just not on our Second Amendment rights, but our First Amendment rights. We can talk about our Second Amendment rights. And so yeah, well, we're you better believe that. it. You better believe it. It was well written. It was well timed. Etc. And you you answered a question that I've asked you previously. Have you ever seen it this bad? And if, for time's sake, I think you just answered that. But again, I mean, there, it's been bad out there before, Alan. Personally, in my career, I've never seen it like this. And I don't see it getting any better. That's why we've got to stay in the trenches. Is that a fair assessment and a fair response? It's both a fair assessment and a fair response. You know, but there have been times when the other side's been able to do more damage to our rights. Uh, we've been lucky enough to be able to stop them so far in most cases. Uh, but their intent, their verbiage, mm-hmm. uh, their, their, their hatred of guns and gun owners is at an all-time high. Agreed. All right, let's go now to the executive order. Oh, boy. The White House calls this a fact sheet. And there's some, some folks in the chat said congratulations to you for not laughing and showing some restraint when I said fact sheet in the previous segment. The first bullet point is keeping guns out of dangerous hands. And then in that first sub point below it is increasing the number of background checks by ensuring that all background checks required by law are conducted before firearm purchases, etc. He wants to, as he said, 
move as close to, quote unquote, universal background checks as possible without additional legislation by clarifying as appropriate the statutory definition of who is engaged in the business of dealing in firearms. Alan, they're moving the goalposts and changing definitions again. And none of this will stop a criminal. You'd have to be absurd enough to think or stupid enough to think that criminals are going to get background checks. Let's just start there, and I'll let you take away this executive order from that point. Your thoughts? Well, again, everything you said is obviously true and correct. Uh, But again, what you just read from the White House's talking point, so to speak, is is very vague. It doesn't say how they're going to do it. It just says that, you know, somehow magic in the way we want and this is going to happen. And we're monitoring this very closely because the odds are how they try to enforce this. It's going to be done in ways that violates the American Procedures Act, uh, that that violates, uh, you know, the authority that Congress gave various agencies and, and, you know, bureaus that that Biden is is pushing to do this. And one of the things we just saw this week is is that, on my understanding, that when a gun dealer calls in the 4473 form to get the approval for the sale, they're being told and warned verbally uh, by a recorded message that uh, if the person purchasing it is between 18 and 20 years old for the firearm, there's going to be an extended, quote-unquote, background check, which means that you cannot, there will not be approval. There will be an automatic delay on the sale automatically, no matter what. Um, and again, that's quite frankly not equal protection under the law. Um, and we're, we're looking for a possible uh, suit with that as well. Uh, because anybody now, 18, 20 years, trying to buy a long gun at a gun dealer appears to automatically get a delay. Period. So this is this is pure harassment from weaponized agencies. This is the way I take it. And I'm, I'm going to stand by that as we because we see this happening now it, without we don't have time to go into the whole executive order. But what I've taken away from this, and I want you to stop me if I'm wrong, is I see this moving towards some form of universal registration under the guise of universal background checks, because there's evidence that the ATF is, in fact, building some form of of registration, uh, I, I'm going to uh, compiling some form of a list somehow. We know we have that they have over a billion records. Is that what their intent here is, is, is with this by moving as close as possible? Because we already know the Department of Justice under Obama said universal background checks, quote unquote, will not work without universal registration. Alan. Well, there's no doubt that their goal post here is to move it to universal registration. I mean, that's pretty much a given, Mark. Uh, but they don't say it. You notice in the verbiage they're mm-hmm. using, tell you what they want to, what they're going to do. They're just, you know, again, waving this magic wand in the air and saying we're going to somehow do this without telling you how they're going to do it or whose rights are going to be infringed upon when they do it. Uh, and so we're watching it very closely because they're normally devils in the details, but in this case there's no details. What now we have is the devil is in the implementation. Yeah, well said. And one other note on this before I ask you about uh, Graham leading the uh, committee here. But improving public awareness seems to be a recurring theme. I, I take that as using our friends in the mainstream media to help us get this misinformation and lie campaign out about gun rights. Would I be OK in an assessment there? It's all about public information, but again, you know, the main so-called mainstream media, the legacy media, doesn't want to really help us get the information out. 
So uh, we need shows like yours uh, to be able to get this information out. You know, I can't tell you the last time that CNN or MSNBC, ABC, CBS, or NBC really did a job doing this, or the New York Times or the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times. So the, the dominant media doesn't want to really help us. They'd like to keep it quiet and let the administration run wild. All right. Quickly, Graham leading Senate Fiduciary Committee. We have 30 seconds on introducing a bill to codify Second Amendment rights for law abiding citizens. Good idea. Bad idea. Does it stand a chance? Well, let me say this is only got 30 seconds quickly. Uh, I love the idea. I love the intent. Uh, thank you, Senator Graham. I'm not exactly happy with the wording and the verbiage of it all. I wish it was stronger. One of the parts of that I don't really love is the fact that it talks about the Commerce Clause and the Constitution that gives Congress the rights to, to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Our opponents also say that's what gives them the rights to pass gun control as well. But I'm going to support this all the way because even if it's only an inch or two in our direction, we need it. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir, for everything that you do. Guys, we made it through. Maybe not as much detail as we'd like because of time constraints. But, Mr. Gottlieb, thanks so much. SAF.org. Join us. Get in the fight with us. We'll be right back. long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep in bare arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. 
We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. The Voice of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Uh, here we go. Armed American Radio's monster cast on the bottom side of hour one. It's going to fly by, guys. I'm telling you, buckle in. A lot of great information coming your way. We packed in as much as we could with Alan, as we always do. Great information. I always feel really confident, Greg. When we talk to Alan about some of these things, because when you get beat up as you do all day long in the media, uh, yeah, it's, Somet- only- it's just natural, right? To just sometimes sit back and go, "Golly, it, it, you got to keep it in perspective. You got to keep your head right, right?" And Alan does a really good job of doing that for us. He does for me, anyway. He does. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I got a piece from Politico here, or uh, Real Clear Politics, excuse me. At Real Clear Politics, despite California's mass shootings, Biden wants to emulate its gun laws. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It means everything California already has that doesn't work, Biden wants for you. And this was penned by Dr. John Lott. It also appeared on Real Clear Politics and the Epoch Times. I I get that paper every week. It's great stuff. And Dr. Lott, welcome in. You've got so much information in this piece because unlike the mainstream media, everything you write is backed up. Example, Biden traveled to Monterey Park, California, the site of a mass public shooting that left 11 dead in January to announce new executive actions on gun control. He touts the proposals as necessary to, quote, reduce gun violence and make our community safer. That's a link, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But California already has all the gun control laws that Biden put forward, and yet it has, quote, with a link, a higher per capita rate of mass public shootings than the rest of the country. And you go on to mention that measures already in place in California wouldn't have stopped one mass public shooting this century. John Lott, welcome in. Take it away. This is a incredible piece that's chock full of information, John. Well, thanks. It's good to talk to you again. Look, you know, the irony is, is that uh California has obviously failed in stopping these mass public shootings. But as you say, point out, Biden wants to make the rest of the United States just like 
California. But, you know, you look at these laws individually, like the background checks on private transfers of guns, these so-called universal background checks. And there's not one mass public shooting, as you say, this century that would have been stopped if such laws had been in effect. He exaggerates the support for these laws. I mean, we all hear about these surveys which are done where, you know, 95 percent or whatever people are said to support these laws. But as you and I have talked uh, recently, you know, these surveys basically boil down, you know, bills that are dozens of pages long into one sentence. And as soon as you start pointing out things like Mm -hmm. if you have a woman friend who calls you up on a Saturday night and asks you if she can borrow a gun for a few days till she can go and buy one because she's being threatened by an ex, you'd be a felon to lend it to her, even if she doesn't have a criminal record and even if she's trained on being able to go and use the gun. Um, And so, you know, the other thing is, he talks about how these can be used to solve crimes. You know, the, the bottom line, really, when you look at this, is the only reason why they're pushing these universal background checks is that Biden wants to fill in uh, these this national gun registry that he's put Boom. together. You and I know that as of the end of uh, or the beginning of last year, they had almost one billion transactions that they had moved into a computer that could be searched by your name to find out what gun purchases you've made over the decades. And, but they don't have it for everything there. They don't have it for private transfers that might have occurred. And that's the reason why they're pushing it, not because they think it's going to, or I don't believe that they think it's going to reduce crime. You know, and, you know, we have states, we have places in the United States that have tried registration and licensing of guns. And they can't point to any crimes that they've been able to solve as a result of having that. In theory, if they, you have a situation where a gun is left at a crime scene and it's registered to the person who committed the crime, you can link it back to the criminal. But crime guns are almost never left at the crime scene. And the few times that they are left at the crime scene is because the killer's either been killed or seriously wounded. And in the once or twice... When it is registered, it's not registered to the person who committed the crime. And so you can spend huge resources, which is what he wants to do on this, that could have been used for real effective law enforcement. Instead, he's going to be putting it into uh, keeping these databases and stuff. And, And the only reason I can think that they want this is that they want to know who owns guns. And the reason why they do... You know, we've seen in California, we've seen in New York, we've seen the governor in Connecticut just recently trying to use the registration that they had put together there where they had promised that people who register their guns, their guns would never be taken. And now this year, the governor of Connecticut is pushing to use that registration that he knows who owns the guns in order to try to take them away from people. John, it's natural. It's only natural, and we know that. And I, I, I was talking with Mr. Gottlieb about that, about a quote-unquote universal registration, Biden's comments in his executive order about getting as close to universal background checks. 
as he legally can. And, of course, by moving the goalpost and changing the definition of who a seller is and requires an FFL, et cetera, he's clearly on a slippery slope. One thing I want to do is go back to the surveys that, uh, you, ladies and gentlemen, that you just heard John mention. Take a listen to this from Real Clear Politics. Biden exaggerated the support for his background check proposals. The surveys he cites compress long complicated proposals into one-sentence summaries. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's not just a statement from Dr. Lott. It's linked. You can follow the links for this stuff, unlike what the media doesn't do. But when people are told that these laws would turn someone into a felon, as he said, just for temporarily lending a handgun to a woman who is being threatened by a stalker, survey respondents answer that they oppose the regulation. And, of course, John, you have a link to that as well. Now, Obviously, we're never going to get a fair shake in the media here at all. But I'm going to just put something out to you. I feel like over the last few months, you may have been reaching some people with some of the, the discussions that you've had with some of the state legislatures. Do you feel like you're getting through to people more now than you might have in the past? Well, I mean, I've been testifying more than I normally would uh, at this time of year. Normally, there's a few, I think, a probably testified about six or seven times this spring so far. But, uh, you know, I think it's made some difference uh, in Maryland when I was there. I think uh, the Democrat chairman of uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee seemed to be reacting well to what I was saying. In Vermont, uh, where I testified, uh, I think it had, I was told it had an impact there because uh, uh, two of the sponsors of the legislation were on the Senate Judiciary Committee. The Democrats had a, had a four-to-one majority on that committee. And even the sponsors ended up voting against uh, the part of the bill that I testified on. And so, you know, who knows? But uh, uh, yeah, it seems like they, it. They had some impact. Um, we had very lively... Uh, Discussion when I testified before the House Judiciary Committee in Michigan. Um, you know, it's just is amazing how many facts people think they know that they just pick up from the general media discussion about these things. And uh, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee was peppering me with all sorts of claims there, and I was trying to explain uh, this stuff to her. You know, she'd go and say, well, you know, look at the U.K. They have a very low murder rate. And my response was, yeah, they have a low murder rate, but it's not because of the gun control laws. They had an even lower murder rate relative to the United States before they had their gun control laws that were there. And so, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you try to go through those different things. You know, one of the big things that's being pushed in a number of states right now are these uh, extreme risk protection orders, these red flag laws. Right, right. John, let me let me stop. John, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. I want to go to red flag laws. A great place to go. That's why I wanted to go with you in the next in the next segment. And we're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Erpos or red flags with Dr. Lott. I have a feeling I know where he's going to go, and we'll let him take us there in the final segment of Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, the first hour. Right after these messages, we'll be back in just a few. On the flip side. Thank you. 
At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. 
host Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Ah, welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group studio, Sig Sauer Mike. All of it brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Make sure to check them all out at armedamericanradio.com. Armedamericanradio.com. X Insurance brings this show to you every single day, six days a week. And I've got more information about our partners coming up throughout the broadcast today. Make sure to check out MyPillow, by the way, dot com. MyPillow.com. Use that promo code AAR. I've got the slippers on because it's so cold here, and the pillows are unbelievable. Greg's getting ready to make another purchase. MyPillow.com, the buy one, get one's going on. Use the promo code AAR. Welcome back in. Dr. John Lott, by the way, CrimeResearch.org. Join us at CrimeResearch.org. I donate every month. You can donate every month. Greg donates every month. Lots of people do. Please help us, and that's CrimeResearch.org. Dot org. All of this information and all of this work that John puts out, like the Second Amendment Foundation, we need your support doing it. Dr. Lott, welcome back in, my friend. You were getting ready to go back to the ERPOs, and you talk extensively in the real, in the real clear politics piece, which, ladies and gentlemen, you can find at crimeresearch.org. This thing is chock full of information. It's a three-hour radio broadcast. I wish we had the time. But you talk about red flag laws in this context. By contrast, red flag laws only take away a person's guns. If a person is truly suicidal, for example, almost all the red flag cases involve concerns over suicide. There are so many other methods that are just as likely to be successful. Hanging oneself, walking in front of a train, jumping from a height, simply taking away someone's legally owned guns isn't a serious solution. You were going to talk about ERPOs. Let's go there. And then I want to talk to you about gun-free zones real quick. Dr. Lott. Sure. Well, I mean, the thing that amazes me the most in talking about when I go and testify or talk to legislators is they don't seem to have a clue what the current laws are. Uh, When I was in Michigan, I got into a debate with the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. First of all, she didn't even recognize that there were these extreme risk protection orders. And then even when she did recognize it, she said, well, that's just, uh, I mean, uh, the involuntary commitment. She said that's just extreme cases. You can only involuntarily commit the people. She had no clue that judges have a huge range of options. They can go and say, you know, if you voluntarily uh, go and see a mental health care expert, you know, we, we, we will reevaluate your case in a week or two, or they could take away the person's driver's license, or they could take away their guns, or... Other things, or in the most extreme case, they could involuntarily commit them. But the only thing that red flag laws do is take away a person's guns. And as you were just reading, if you really believe somebody is suicidal, is it really a serious solution just to only take away their guns when there's so many other ways that people can commit suicide and do so so effectively? One of the things that has kept coming up in the hearings that I've been doing is they say, well, you know, if you compare killing yourself with a gun versus everything else, killing yourself with a gun is much more lethal. And the problem is, is that's very misleading to lump everything else together, because there are some methods like maybe uh, taking sleeping pills, which are rarely uh, successful. Uh, but there are other things that are there which are extremely lethal and successful, like uh, jumping off a, a height, uh, height or Uh, walking in front of a train or a bus or trying to hang yourself. 
many of those are like within one percentage point, just as lethal as shooting yourself in the head with a handgun. And, and you know, but uh, it, and there's no mental health care professionals involved. You know, when we looked at the survey stuff for the red flag laws, you get two to one or three to one support when you simply ask people, do you support a judge being able to temporarily take away a person's guns who is a danger to themselves or others? But the thing is, that's already the law. That's already the law in all 50 states. That's what involuntary commitment laws do. People don't understand how red flag laws take away any hearing and don't have any mental health care professionals involved. And when you tell people just those two things, and there are other things that one could bring up, but just those two things, it goes from two-to-one support to almost two-to-one opposition. And, yeah. you know, but the thing, thing is, whether it's suicide or whether it's possibly being a danger to other people, there's so many other ways for people to do those things, and only taking away their legally owned guns isn't going to stop them from being able to go and commit suicide. No, and John, those are the people that need to be involuntarily committed. I go to the Florida Baker Act, for example. That if you're ser- if you're concerned about somebody killing themselves, you don't just take away their guns and leave them at home. Commit them, get them some treatment, and put them in some type of of psychological evaluation, and and monitor these people. Simply taking their guns, as John is pointing out, is not the answer. That's what the red flag laws do, and so many legislators don't even know that these means exist in the states that they currently legislate. Ladies and gentlemen, John, because of time, let me move quickly down to the mass public shooters and purposefully picking targets. I, you know, you and I have talked about this so many times over the years, but I want to read a quote that you have in here from your real clear politics. Mass public shooters purposefully pick targets where they know their victims cannot protect themselves. The perpetrator of a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York last year wrote in his manifesto, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to read you that John put here is something you've probably never seen. And here's from the manifesto of that killer. Areas where CCW are outlawed or prohibited may be good areas of attack. Areas with strict gun with strict gun laws are also great places of attack. And, John, you link to that in the piece. Other mass murderers have made similar statements. We've seen it time and time again. We saw it in Aurora and others. Take us there, please, with our remaining time. All right. Well, you know, one of the things about California is, you know, why Biden wants us to mimic or emulate the types of laws that they have in California for the rest of the country. I would argue that the reason why California has so many successful mass public shootings is precisely because of their gun control laws. And one of the gun control laws that creates the problems are these gun-free zones. In Los Angeles County, where two of these uh, mass shootings occurred uh, in January, uh, and, you know, Biden went out to the one uh, uh, one of those two when he gave his, uh, his presentation. Uh, they have one permit holder for every 5,600 adults. In San Mateo County, where the Half Moon Bay attack was, uh, they have one permit holder for every 24,000 adults. Okay? Uh, and, you know, you compare that to the rest of the country last year. The rest of the country, the 43 states that were right to carry before Bruin, had an average of one permit holder for every nine adults. So, you know, you go and you do an attack in California, 
it's essentially all these counties that have virtually no permits are gun-free zones because the likelihood that you're going to run into anybody who's going to be able to stop you is as close to zero as you can get. One out of 24,000, one out of 5,600. And so, you know, uh, you read quotes from like the Buffalo mass murder, you see they're thinking about trying to avoid areas where they have to worry about victims defending themselves. And so California's, uh, you know, a good target-rich environment for them. John, I, I got it's it's perfect timing, but you are correct. And, and hopefully when you remind people of this, particularly in the setting that you're in, when you're testifying, that this begins to sink in. Unfortunately, a lot of cynics out there like me, these people are just pushing a political agenda. John Lott, CrimeResearch.org. He supports this program, SupportCrimeResearch.org. Visit, donate, and help us out with this research. Amazing stuff. Dr. Lott, thank you for everything you do. When we come back, one solid hour of Breitbart News, AWR Hawkins, 2A update at six minutes after the hour. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary my pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. 